The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach, getting you on the right track, keeping you on the right track, and making sure you don't get sidetracked. Let's start with a Smart Moves quote from Ellen Goodman, commentator on social change and the paradoxes of life. She said, There's a trick to the graceful exit. It begins with the vision to recognize when a job, a life stage, or a relationship is over, and let it go. It means leaving what's over without denying its validity or its past importance to our lives. It involves a sense of future, a belief that every exit line is an entry that we are moving up rather than out. So, to help us look at graceful exits is my guest David Frenzetta, author of Changing Places, Making a Success of Succession Planning for Entrepreneurs and Family Business Owners. He will take us through the most important components of planning your exit, beginning with preparing for your own personal transition by creating a personal succession planning roadmap and building a transition advisory team. Listeners, whether you are ready to step down soon or 10 years from now, the principles and strategies from Changing Places will be your essential guide. Well, welcome, David. It's a pleasure to have you on this program. Well, I'm really happy to be here with you this morning, Marcia. Well, let's just start from the beginning. Um, what inspired you to write this book? Well, I was working in a consulting practice, uh, and for about a year I had been working with uh, Dr. Moss Jackson, a clinical psychologist, uh, and it was kind of an unusual practice because my background is largely business and financial, and he came out of family therapy and got into business consulting, um, and we found that many of our clients were thinking about exiting their businesses. We started out working with them on leadership development, and over the years, found that find they're happy uh, working on developing leaders, but they wanted to get out of their roles. Unfortunately, they had no plans for making a successful transition from being the person who runs the business to being a retired or semi-retired former business owner. So we prepared some guides that we used when working with clients, 
and discovered that there was very little published material to help owners of small businesses work out a plan, not just for leadership continuity, but for the personal transition they were going to have to make. Mm -hmm. So we wrote Changing Places to fill that gap. And um, to continue on that theme, what is the overall, you know, theme of of your book? What is the essence of it? Okay. Uh, What we find is that the work of, uh, quote, unquote, succession planning focuses almost entirely on providing for leadership continuity within an organization. Mm -hmm. That's very, very different from the work of transition planning which deals with the personal transitions and the upheavals that result from changes in leadership or changes in circumstance. And we feel that's a really critical distinction since business leaders tend to overlook or ignore the many and varied personal uh, transitions that people experience while an organization is changing. And failure to... So our, our theme, I guess, would be that failure to manage the transitions is often the root cause of failed change efforts And a carefully considered and well-managed transition leads to a very high rate of success. And, you know, um, there was a book written a number of years ago by William Bridges that talked about organization transitions and change. And and can you talk a little more about that? You know, what, what what happens within an organization as change is going? What happens personally as as individuals are going through change well first of all there's a it's a, it's really important to recognize that um, an organization is incapable of acting on its own it acts mm-hmm. only through the people and transition is what all of us all of all human beings do in response to changes in circumstance and what bridges uh, writes about so brilliantly is what he calls a three-phase process of transition. Mm -hmm. And the first phase really is uh, an ending. Um, Some people consider it a process of losing, but what we talk about really is it's a letting go process. Then the second phase is really uh, more of a neutral zone. It's where you've let go of the old, but the new process that you're going to be in or the new life phase that you're going to be in hasn't really been established, so there's some repatterning that has to take place. Mm -hmm. Bridges calls that the neutral zone. And then finally, there's the new beginning where you step out into whatever your new life or new phase of life for yourself personally or for an organization, uh, whichever it's going to be. And in the, the the first phase is you know the ending, and I know um, you talked about letting go. Um, I would imagine that is difficult for many entrepreneurs and business leaders. It is extraordinarily difficult for um, entrepreneurs, particularly for entrepreneurs who aren't uh, what you hear about today—the serial entrepreneur, somebody mm-hmm. who you know build to flip kind of thing. Uh, we're talking about people who have devoted uh, 15, 20, 30, in some cases 40 years toward developing a business that it has become an integral part of their life and their identity becomes very, very tied up, not in just in the business itself, but in their role as the figurehead and leader and principal of that particular business. 
it becomes very, very difficult for them to even conceive of a life that is any different than the one that they're currently leading. So to give that up is almost like asking them to commit uh, psychological suicide. Right. And um, later on in the show, you're going to uh, talk about several stories about uh, actual entrepreneurs that you've worked with and, and some of the issues they've had in letting go. But that's something that's a teaser that's going to happen um, the next in a little while. So you have that phase of that, you know, the ending and the idea of letting go and how difficult that might be. And and then let's go to the next phase, which is the neutral where if years ago I heard this quote from um, I think her name was Marilyn Ferguson and it's something like and please it, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this from memory it's you're on a, you're a trapeze and you have to go from one trapeze to the other and you know you have to make that jump but there's there's that fear of making that jump because you don't know what you're in that that middle zone sort of so can you talk about the neutral and you know w- what's involved in that right. when you're and in the neutral zone exactly and it's a that trapeze metaphor is a brilliant metaphor for what really has to happen during the transition phase or during that neutral zone. Um, If you're familiar at all with how people learn how to do uh, the trapeze jump, uh, they'll start with longer ropes on the trapezes. And when people are first learning how to do it, they really don't so much let go of the bar. They swing out and the experienced uh, trapeze artist takes a hold of their hands or their arms or their legs and then lets them let go. And what has to happen to be successful in this middle stage, in the neutral zone, the land of building the new beginnings, is often you have to create temporary processes or temporary supports that aren't going to be part of really the new life or the new organization, but they're going to get you across from the one phase to the next. An example. Yes. Working with a client right now who is, has been working on leadership development and is looking to put his son in place to replace him. Um, but he's very, very thoughtful about how this is going to work, and he recognizes that um, because he's been such a key individual in his firm for decades, that it's really, really going to be important that his son have a chance to establish a position and some presence at the top of the organization. Mm-hmm. So what he's done is rather than making his son the CEO of the company, he's brought him through, he's uh, you know, become the president of one of the portions of the organization, but he's making him the president of the combined organization, which is kind of a new position. Mm-hmm. So the client is still in place as the CEO, but he's giving his son an opportunity to take on the responsibility for the organization as a whole without being dropped into the deep end of the pool with no lifeguard there. He gets to play lifeguard, but he's not necessarily in the water with his son. His son is in there. He's meeting with people. He's dealing with the clients. He's dealing with the major components of the business, but he's giving him an opportunity to take charge without the fear that people are going to be 
too afraid of what happens when his dad leaves. But there and is so, a specified time frame, so people know that it's just—it's not simply just a trial period; it's a transitionary period. So it's right. very, very important. And I think that's a great example. And then I want to move to that third phase, which is a new beginning and stepping out in that new phase. Can you talk uh, briefly about that? We have just a couple of minutes. Sure. Um, we'll just get started on this one because it's really the key for much of the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go back to where we started. We were talking about the difficulty that some um, business owners have, many business owners have, in letting go. And the mm-hmm. principal reason that they have so much problems letting go is if they're going to let go of something, they have to know where they're going <laughs> to. Right. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. You don't want to let go and fall into the net. You want to let go because you know that some, there's something, some idea, some new dream that can propel you forward. And that's so critical is to have that clear vision of what you're going to be going to rather than what you are giving up or letting and, go. And I think that's important if, for everyone when they go through a transition. It is acknowledging the past and now looking towards the future. And I think many people have that difficulty of, if they don't know what the future is, they're really scared and uncertain and, uh, and uh, not confident. So I think what you're going to be doing as you tell your stories is to show how you've helped um, your clients be de- develop the confidence and the insurance to make that jump, to go to that next phase. Right, and a key part of that, for many of our clients, is actually helping them go through a process where they can clearly envision what a day, or a week, a month of their new life is going to be. What are the actual things they will be doing when they're not doing these other things, when they give up their role as a leader of a business? Right. And so at that point, we are going to be taking a break. Uh, this is uh, Marsha Zidal, uh, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth. And when we come back, my guest, David Frazzetti, is now going to get into some really interesting stories of how he has helped people make this transition. So stay tuned. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back. This is Marsha Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach. And my guest today is David Franzetta with insights on succession planning for entrepreneurs and business owners. Talking about making a graceful exit. He's author of the book, Changing Places. And so, David, um, what makes this book different from other books on succession planning? Well, I think there are two principal differences. Uh, one of them is that most uh, other books, uh, articles, um, professional papers that you'd write, read about in journals where they're talking about succession planning, the focus is really on large organizations who have thousands of people, many layers of hierarchy, mm-hmm. and have to be preparing for succession on a regular basis where CEOs are turning over every five or six or at most seven years. Uh, we've written our book for family and entrepreneurial businesses where leadership turnover only takes place generally once every 20 or 25 years. It's a <laughs> yes. generational transfer. Mm-hmm. So these kinds of organizations don't get much practice, uh, and they need a lot of help because they only do it once and they have to get it right. right. Mm-hmm. The second uh, and probably the most important difference is that most other books that have been written for this particular market, for small business owners, focus on preparing your business for sale mm-hmm. from the standpoint of making it as valuable as possible and as financially productive for you as possible. What they neglect entirely is the conversation about what is the owner going to do with his life when he's no longer running his business, dealing with that transition from being the owner to being something else. And our book introduces that and makes it a central tenet of all of the work that we do. So I think those are the principal differences. And so let's get into some um, um, stories. Sure. Uh, let's start with Anne and Peter. Yes, Anne and Peter had been um, clients of mine for a number of years, uh, not so much on succession planning work, but from a financial planning standpoint and dealing with some big financial issues in their business. Um, But as Peter got to be into his late 50s, he recognized that he needed to be thinking about uh, what was going to happen next in his life and getting a leadership team in place to take over his business. 
and he it was it's kind of a, interesting he had been at a conference where uh, yet another one of my clients was speaking at the conference and was talking about leadership development and and exit planning and transition planning and he mentioned the work that we were doing with them so at a break in their conference meeting peter went out and then gave me a call and said, I didn't realize you did this stuff. Can we get together and get started? So I sent Peter a copy of a little booklet that we had put together that has about 30 or 40 questions and just to prompt his thinking. And he told me that he had been reading these questions. He'd go through them at night and he had this little printout of paper on his nightstand and he was working through this, and his wife, Ann, says, you know, what are you reading, you know, Peter, let me see that. So she took a look at it and said, um, well, these are really good questions. Um, where'd they come from? And he told her that they came from me, and he says, well, what are you planning to do with this? He says, well, you know, days come to town in a week and a half, and we're going to meet on this. And he says, you're right, we are going to meet on this, mm-hmm. not you, uh, we, the three of us. So... Um, we met at uh, Peter's Club for dinner to talk about what in the world he wanted to do with his life. And what was interesting about it is that, um, as often happens in these kinds of situations, in a closely held company with a family situation, um, Peter's view of what retiring from his business meant didn't really coincide clearly with what Anne had in mind. Anne thought, when Peter retires, he'll do this, he'll do this. You know, we'll spend three months at our home in, in uh, Palm Desert, and uh, we'll spend more time with the kids, and we'll travel internationally, and he'll play more golf, and he'll, all these things that he says he wants to do, he'll do. You know, when he, but um, Peter wasn't thinking about making a clean break at all from his business. Mm-hmm. His view was what he wanted to do was find ways, to, or really for him, really find a way to tell himself that it was okay for him to do some things that he had really never, ever put a high enough priority on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were things, you know, he, he was a member of a wonderful golf club, um, he, but he didn't use it too much. So uh, how like, did you sure. help, you know, you've given us a really good synopsis of the situation, you know, and, and part of it is that husband and wife or partners have to be on, on the same page. Um, so what did you do to uh, help him in this transition? Can you give a cu- couple of examples? Well, and then I'll give you a, yeah, I'll tell you what broke the ice on this one. I asked mm-hmm. him a question, you know, I listened, I made notes, and I said, okay, you know, it seems to me that if, um, you know, there's a happy medium here. Uh, mm-hmm. If you didn't want to devote your life to these particular things, you know, you'd like to um, have more time available for pursuits outside of the day-to-day grind of your business. You know, a few mm-hmm. mornings a week, you'd like to get to the gym for a good workout. You'd like to meet for breakfast every Tuesday with your Bible study group, play golf at your club every other Wednesday, you know, could help you in a couple of ways. Besides just reducing your handicap, you might make some new friends. And a couple of two or three week stays at your vacation home, uh, all that would work, and it would work for both of them. Both Peter and Ann would be happier. So I asked them a question: What's keeping you from doing all of those things right now? Why mm-hmm. can't you just start tomorrow? 
and a bit and? more yeah, a bit more probing got to the core of the matter. Peter mm-hmm. enjoyed his work so much he wasn't ready to give it up. You know, he wanted to keep working actively for another eight or ten years and only slowly cutting back on the amount of time he devoted mm-hmm. to the business. So he felt he had a fairly good management team in place. Um and they were pretty clear headed about one thing, and that was like most small business owners, the company was their pension plan. They either had to sell it for a good price or they need to have good managers earning a solid return so they could live off their share of the profits. Mm-hmm. So by the time we said goodbye, you know, they really had a lot to think about, but the most important thing that came out of the conversation was the realization that they had different visions about what Peter's retirement from the business might mean, and they really had to do some more work to play that out. Um, the, the good news on this one is that they continued to grapple with the um, issues. They mm-hmm. worked through a number of these things, and um, Peter did take find a way to take a more, um, well, let's say, a less active role in his business right. to get himself out of the day-to-day operations. He had been talking for several years about moving his chief um, uh, administrative officer into a more senior role as a chief operating officer and eventually president of the company. And he decided to pull the trigger on those moves, and it worked fairly successfully. And, uh, you know, I'm sure. going to put a hold sure. on Peter uh, and Anne because I think you gave a really good idea of, of what, you know, getting the, getting the husband and wife on the same team and helping Peter start letting go. I'd also like you to talk, and we have uh, just about three, three, three or four minutes, to talk about Mike and Robert because that's another completely different dynamic and story. Yeah, this one was... Uh sort of a not-so-happy ending story. Um, Mike had um, founded and built a pretty substantial service business, and he brought a number of family members into the company, including um, his son, Robert, and um, two of his sons-in-law. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out, um, as Mike began to think about what he might want to do with his business, um, Robert wasn't the right person to take over the company. Mike was a very outgoing, very assertive, uh, very extroverted kind of person, and Robert was very introverted. Uh, it took all of his energy and drained him completely anytime he had to have meetings with uh, strategic partners or customers, and Mike knew there was just no way that it was going to work with um, his son Robert in the lead for the company. Um, although Robert felt like he was entitled to it because he was Mike's son. Um, He had two other sons-in-law, Matt and Eric, and uh, both of them worked in the business. Matt was a terrific guy. He was like um, a new generation Mike, only more technologically savvy and Mm -hmm. had great ideas for building his business. Eric, on the other hand, uh, did virtually no work, (laughs) <laughs> um, and just took his paycheck. Um, Mike wanted to fire him, but his wife kept intervening because she was afraid that uh, it would ruin things with their daughter-in-law. Um, and uh, in the, in the end, Mike had no choice. Uh, he had to separate the family from the business. Yes. Uh, in a way that would um, be as fair as possible to everyone. Um, you know, the, the 
the bottom line on this one is that Mike put Matt in a position, his son-in-law Matt, to run the company. And then he had to deal with Robert's disappointments and uh, his feelings of being betrayed. Um, he fired Eric, um, and eventually Eric and his daughter divorced. But using um, a lot of emotional intelligence and some help with family therapy, they were able to get out of that particular trap and move forward with things where Robert has reconciled, um, Matt's retired, or uh, Mike's retired, and Matt is running the company. But it was a very, very difficult transition because Mike, for so many years, didn't deal with the issues that he saw in front of him. I mean, he could have fired Eric five years earlier right. and right. He could have dealt with the issue with Robert seven or eight years earlier. But he and I th- kept hoping things would work out. Right, and I think this is a good point before we take our break, which is no matter, it's more, uh, no matter if it's a, an or, you know, a public organization or a family-run organization, one of the big problems is if you don't have the right leadership in the position, and what do you do, and how do you let go, and all the ramifications of that. I think these are two great stories about what's called graceful exits. So now it's time for a short break. This is Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth. And when we come back, my guest is going to be moving on to those wonderful set of questions that we need to ask ourselves. Stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back. This is Marsha Zottle, your Smart Moves Coach. And my guest today is David Franzetta, author of the book Changing Places, giving us great insights on succession planning for entrepreneurs and business owners, how to make that graceful exit. So I did read the book. And um, I noticed that the the um, the chapters at the end of each chapter, there's a set of questions for the reader to consider. Uh, how did you go about creating these questions? And are there any sets of questions that you feel are really important? Okay, good question about our questions. Um, <laughs> the questions themselves um, were developed as part of our vetting process for clients, mm-hmm. where. Uh, earlier when I was talking about Ian and Peter, I said, you know, I'd sent him uh, sort of thing, questions to think about. And we uh, started by trying to figure out what are all the things that would be important for a business owner to be thinking about in terms of transition and eventual exit, and then group them into a number of categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially, what we were trying to do is help people answer four key questions. The first one, am I navigating my company toward a promising future, or am I just hoping to avoid a disaster? The the second one, what are the real reasons I may be avoiding succession planning? The third, what strategic issues and actions should I critically explore in preparation for succession planning? And the fourth, what tactical issues and actions should I be considering right now, which will help me move forward into a successful future? Well, let's... Sure. Yes. Well, I was going to say um, you gave four, and I'd like to, you know, just kind of go through each of these. Um, and anything else you want to add? Um, you know, the first one was, am I navigating the, the company? And I was trying to write this down really fast for a promising future or to avoid a disaster. What brought, what made, how did that question develop? Well, that particular question developed primarily because of the work that my co-author, Dr. Moss Jackson, has been doing for so many years. Uh, He's written a couple of other books, including a book he calls Navigating for Success. And what we try to do is we try to get our clients to realize that they can be taking on any number of different roles in their lives and in their work as they're moving toward transition. And it's really important for them, if they're going to be successful, to realize that they are the navigator of their own process rather than just sort of hoping to avoid the rocks and shoals uh, along the shore, that they have a clear destination in sight. And that's why we started with that question. It's very important for any business owner thinking about exit and transition to have a clear destination in sight. And that destination is not a I need to sell my business for $20 million. That destination has to be, what will I do with my life when I have sold my business? Mm. And I think that's a great question for anybody who's going through transition. 
Um, you know, where, what am I navigating? What am I navigating towards? And am I really navigating towards that? Do I know where I'm going? And how well am I? Uh, how well am I moving towards that? Whatever it is. So, um, so that was the you know navigating. Um, and do, let me just ask you: do, do most business owners know where they want to go? Uh, most of them don't. They all. Okay. They know they're building their business. They know mm-hmm. that they have to um, create value in their business. It's got to be something that is worth more than just money to them. Someone has to be willing to buy it. It has to be a sellable business. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, picking up on a story with with uh, of Ann and Peter, um, they came up with a number. They knew what the value of their quote unquote pension plan uh, for yes. their business had to be. Well. Um, it, really interesting is that much sooner than Peter had expected, a buyer appeared for his business. <laughs> and that buyer, I believe, is going to be making an offer to Peter where that offer is going to be at or very close to his number. And Peter is in a state of near panic because <laughs> he's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready. He says, you know, I thought I was going to have three years before I had to make this particular decision. So he's working really hard to try and figure out, does he want to do this right now? Uh, or does he want to take a pass on the opportunity? Very tough, because he's not ready to jump into that neutral zone yet. And, you know, just just a comment, and then I want to go on to the second question is, that happens to many of us. An opportunity arises we had not expected. We weren't think, you know, or we thought it's going to happen three years from now, and it falls into our lap. And then what do you do? Um, and that's the, you know, certainly uh, that's Peter. Uh, I'll be curious to know what he does, but that's another. That's for sure, another that's time. For another day. Another day. Second question is: What's the real re- reason people avoid? Uh, succession planning or any kind of planning? Um, well, the real reason that people avoid succession planning, uh, I think there are two of them. One, uh, particularly for people who've been owners who've been in their business for many, many years, um, talking to them about succession planning is almost the same about as, as talking to them about funeral planning. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a fear about what life will be, what their life will be, when they no longer put the suit on and go to the office every day. Mm. And there always will be myriad operational and business issues that are available to consume their time. You know, mm-hmm. there's, nobody has enough hours in the day, so their business can suck up all the available time. And it's much easier for them to say, well, I'll get around to that, but I have to take care of these other things right now. Uh And you can put this conversation off sometimes for 10 or 15 years. And then what gets, just, uh, you know, staying on this question, what gets them off, you know, what What gets gets them off the dime? Yeah, off the dime. Uh, I was trying to think of what word I wanted to use. (laughs) Right, right. You know, you'd like to tell them, uh, you see that oak tree over there? Um, that's mm-hmm. what you want. You want that oak tree. That's your uh, transition and exit plan with all the circumstances necessary to make it successful out there. When did that acorn get planted to grow that oak tree? 20 years ago. 
Uh, you know, we tell clients, if you don't have a business that's sellable right now, that it's probably a minimum of a three- to five-year process. You're going to need to have good financial information, a strong management team, and you've got to know what your role is going to be. You have to work through all of those things. What is the precipitating act that gets them to think about it? One client, um, what got him thinking about it is when his 87-year-old mother had to be rushed to the Mayo Clinic because she had a bad reaction to some um, medication that she was taking. Right. And everybody thought right. she was going to die. And he was like, holy smokes, you know, I thought mom was going to live forever. And it got him thinking that, you know, hey, she's not going to live forever. I may not live forever. What am I going to do about this? You know, in the case of another client, it was a, um, in his early 60s. His wife had uh, died a number of years ago. Um, he remarried, and he had a two-year-old daughter. And he was thinking, you know, wait a minute. Um, I have a 35-year-old son from my first marriage and a two-year-old daughter from my second marriage, <laughs> and I don't want to have my second family ignored like I ignored my first family. So I have to find a way to get myself out of this business fix that I'm in. Well, you know, moving on, because I think those are great examples, um, let's combine number th- uh, uh, three and four. You said there were some critical strategic issues and tactical issues. Right. Um, so, you know, quickly uh, go through sure, those, okay? Sure. Uh, for a, in terms of a, the, a strategic issue, um, for somebody like uh, Ann and Peter, go back to their example, it's, What's the number that you need? What's the value of your business that you have to be able to extract in order to begin your whole process? If you know that the number is $25 million, then you have to be working to build a business that's worth $25 million. Um, Once you have that as your strategic goal, then you can take a look at what the tactical issues that are going to be required to make it work. are there some small acquisitions that you need to make? Are there some gaps in your business where you're going to need to hire improved sales management or better uh, distribution management? Uh, do you need to move your warehouse? Do you need to get a bigger warehouse? Do you have to contract? Um, you get the big goal in mind and then the tactical issues and actions that you can consider really jump into the fore. And what we find is that with many of our clients, that one of the most important tactical issues that they have to take and actions they have to take is they need to create an advisory board, um, Mm -hmm. outside people with expertise beyond theirs to help them deal with the issues that they're going to have to work with. And frequently we wind up, uh, my firm winds up helping out with that process of constructing an advisory board and sometimes even sitting on their advisory boards. So um, we went pretty quickly through strategic and tactical uh, issues, and um, and we have about a minute left or so. So, um, what do you want the readers to take away from your writing from this book? What is that key thing? What I call the keepers that you want them to remember? Well, the the, the big keeper on this one is that. Um, People are reluctant to get started with transition planning because they fear the unknown or fear what's potentially uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And they're afraid it's going to be really stressfully hard work. And what we've tried to do is a break succession planning down into manageable chunks. And it can, in fact, be an enjoyable process and bring harmony to a struggling family or a group of discontented business partners and it can help the current generation of owners find a way to develop financial and emotional independence away from their business. 
Well, on that great uh, tip and, and keeper, we are going to take another break. Uh, this is Marcia Zotto, our Smart, My, Smart Moves coach. And when we come back, David is going to tell us how to contact him, and he has a special offer for us. So stay, stay tuned. which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back. This is Marcia Zottel, your Smart Moves Coach, and my guest today is uh, David Franzetta, uh, author of Changing Places. Uh, he's given us really great insights on succession planning for entrepreneurs and business owners and how to make that grateful exit. So, uh, Dave, um, if people want to contact you, how can they do that? And I know you have a special offer for them. Sure. Um, okay, two ways to contact me. Uh, one, you can send me uh, an email, and that would be uh, to Designed Outcomes, D-E-S-I-G-N-E-D-O-U-T-C-O-M-E-S, that's the name of my company, Designed Outcomes at gmail.com. Or you can call me, uh, 949-295-8069. Again, that phone number is 949-295-8069. So send me an email 
at designedoutcomes at gmail.com or call me at 949-295-8069. And my offer is, since I've had so much fun talking with Marsha about this today, is that anyone who sends me an email or calls me and mentions that they heard us talking today on the business edge, just put the words the business edge in your email or uh, mention the business edge in the phone call, and I will send you a free copy of my uh, ebook, uh, Successfully Navigating Succession and Transition Issues. Well, thank you so much, Dave. And um, I know people got a great deal out of this interview. And now. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Do you procrastinate, listeners? Well, I do. Most of us procrastinate at least occasionally, and some of us do it consistently and problematically. Yes, procrastination may be human, but it can get in the way of our success. So why do we procrastinate? According to the procrastination equation, how to stop putting things off and start getting things done, it's usually because of these reasons. Sometimes we expect too little. When we have low expectations about the outcomes, either getting rejected or not doing well, we tend to put off the experience. Then a vicious cycle starts. We don't do it. We feel bad about it, our confidence goes down, and we keep saying, I'll do it later. Other times, we devalue the task. For example, it's a chore that doesn't engage us, like paying bills, doing expense reports, getting the car serviced, etc. We tend to ignore them or put them off with the excuse, I have more important things to do. Unfortunately, they don't go away, and then you may find yourself in hot water. A car that breaks down, a call from the bill collector, or a nasty reminders from accounting. And the biggie. We want instant gratification. The goals that can be achieved right now often seem far more appealing than those that require us to wait. It seems most of us are wired for short-term satisfaction. For example, responding to emails immediately, clearing every minor item off our to-do list, checking the news, watching the funny video on YouTube, and I'm sure you can come up with a lot more excuses and things you do. So, what can we do to break the procrastination habit? Here are three suggestions that have worked for me and hopefully for you. First, identify what you're putting off. When you find yourself ignoring or delaying a task, ask yourself why. Knowing what you tend to delay can help break the cycle and prevent future procrastination. So identify what and why you're putting it off. Second, Complete little things before moving on to big ones. For a particularly daunting project, start with a mini goal or easily doable task to ease into the difficult terrain. By completing it, you will be warmed up for the most complicated or demanding aspects 
that will be coming up. And third, if nothing else works, use Blanton bribery. Kids get stickers for going to the dentist. Why shouldn't you get a reward for doing something you don't want to do? When you've knocked off your dreaded task uh, by the set deadline, treat yourself to a coffee break. Have ice cream for lunch or even a long walk outside. Whatever will give you a positive feeling. And for me, it's ice cream. Here's a smart moose tip. For some situations, procrastination may be okay. For example, when starting a big project, take the time to plan it and anticipate possible problems. But if procrastination is hindering your performance, causing relationship issues with your boss, colleagues, spouses, or affecting your personal satisfaction, then it's time to stop, examine possible causes, and potential solutions. If you don't deal with it now, then when? Listeners, are you uh, procrastinators? What can you do right now to break that habit? Get 15 tips to work your way out of procrastination. Send an email to me, Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com with the word procrastinate in the subject line or call me at 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Next week's program is the Alpha Mayor Women Empower. My guest is Darcy Harris, international speaker and founder of EWF International, a company offering peer advisory groups for female entrepreneurs and executives. Using her experience from the equine world, she leads women to rethink their perceptions of power, face the fears that cause them to play small, and stop behaviors that hold them back from creating the lives they really want. Tune in Wednesday, November 13th, 11 a.m. Pacific, and learn to embrace your power. Now, listeners, here's another smart moose quote from Ellen Goodman. She says, we spend January 1st walking through our lives, room by room, drawing up a list of work to be done, cracks to be patched. Maybe this year, to balance the list, we ought to walk through the rooms of our lives and not look for flaws, but for potential. Listeners, what's your potential for the coming year? What's your potential for 2014? I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. Call me now for a free consult at 972-380-9181 or email Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in every week, 11 Pacific, 2 Eastern for the Business Edge with Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Executive Coach and Speaker. 
helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth, innovate, improve, ignite, or die, make smart moves. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 